Stephen Byrne on 2FM. Feels like it's been a while. That's because it has. Anyway, welcome back to the things that happened on the show this weekend. Uh, my name is Stephen Byrne. You can catch me from 3 to 5 every Saturday and Sunday. We're going to incorporate a little bit of last weekend as well because we didn't do a podcast then. Um, and we had some great guests on the show, so why not? But anyway, this week was all about Zombies, Army of the Dead, hit Netflix on Friday, directed by legendary blockbuster director Zack Schneider, his first return to zombie films since Dawn of the Dead, which was his feature um, debut back in 2003. And it was actually really good. You'd think maybe 18 years later, they might be tired of it. And people might be tired of zombie movies, but this breeds a breath of fresh air into the genre in so many different ways. It's great fun. It's mindless, of course. But it's basically a zombie heist movie. So we're talking zombie Ocean's Eleven. Here's what he had to say all about it. It was, you know, and, I, and I'll be honest, it was really a, an incredibly fun experience to shoot the movie. You know, it's, I hadn't made a movie um, in a long time where I, my connection to sort of the actors and the actual process was so deep because, of you know, operating the camera and being the DP and the director mm-hmm. really... You know, you, you, there's no way to avoid the, the process, you know? And so, uh, and, and the cast was lovely to be around all the time. And uh, so just as an experience, it was great. It was really great fun. And, um, you know, even the, even getting to like the more difficult parts, you know, the, the sort of, you know, there's a lot of like really intense um, sort of drama in the, in, in, in the film. But that was that was all done with love and, and the characters and the actors, um, you know, even between takes, were able to, you know, stretch their legs and have fun. But, but when it came time to get it, get it done, everyone was super pro and, and really, really, really on, on, on their game. Uh, yeah, an incredible international cast as well. Um, when it comes to, you know, designing your own zombies too, I mean, you can do absolutely anything you want. And with these, you know, we've never seen zombies like this before. They're tribal, they're feral, but they're also intelligent. Was that something you were excited about? You know, developing something that we've seen on screen, you know, so many times, but never in this way. Yeah, I uh, I love the idea that uh, these zombies, you know, the you know, I, I wanted to homage the sort of classic shamblers and I really wanted to see that, but I really wanted to say, okay, well, what else? What can we do? What, how can we play with this? And I had this idea that um, zombies as a, as a replacement for us is probably scarier even than zombies just as like, you know, wanting to kill us. Um, because not only are, are these zombies, you know, the monster is us as a concept, but it's like, it's, it's, it's maybe a better you, you know, I thought that was a fun, a fun thing to start to play with, you know. And, you know, you've worked with zombies before, would you consider this your, other than maybe Las Vegas, your zombie swan song, or is it something that you will enjoy, you know, throughout your career? Do you think diving back into that world? Yeah, no, it was fun. I, you know, I just had some, unfinished ideas I wanted to kind of play around with within the context of this, mm-hmm. this genre, this world. And really um, it's an idea I've had for a long time. And I guess it's so, it was tenacious and it kind of stuck around and it, it didn't want to, it didn't want to be forgotten. And so finally it just, it won me over. Um, when it comes to it, I mean, you are probably the best man in the entire world to ask this question to, if they do hit, what do we do? <laughs> 
<laughs> what if the zombies come? Where do we? What do we do? Uh, Please, geez. yeah. <laughs> um, I do like <laughs> one thing about the movie that's really funny is that the uh, so the zombies and and I think it's a testament to and I think we've seen this over the last year as a potential reality is that the zombies we build a wall around the around Vegas and sort of contain the zombies and then everyone just kind of gets back to what they're doing. You know, they're like no one really is that freaked out by the fact that there's hordes of zombies just on the other side of that wall everyone's just like oh no that's where the zombies are it's fine anyway can i get another hot dog you know they're, they're very much um it's funny how um when we were making the movie i thought oh is that unrealistic you know that people just kind of don't care or that they've kind of a couple of years go by and people have sort of are over it and they're ready to, to move on and i realize now that, that that's probably pretty accurate to the way people would react 100%, 90% of the things that are normal now a year ago would seem possibly like a Zack Schneider film. So <laughs> congratulations. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And like I said, I love those massive moments in the scale of what you always bring. But also there, there seemed you know, to be a lot of, as you said, drama, but also heart in this. So uh, job well done. Oh, sure. Appreciate it. Next week on the show, we're going to be talking to Dave Bautista all about his role in the film and Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Uh, but we also caught up with Tig Notaro on the show this weekend. She plays the getaway, I was going to say driver, but she's in a helicopter. What would you call that? Getaway pilot. There we go. <laughs> anyway, she plays the getaway pilot in the film uh, and she told us all about it and broke it down. Tig, I mean, uh, a movie of this scale as well on that level, I'm sure it just binds everybody together like a family at the end of it. And you guys just, um, you know, leave the set probably missing each other. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't, uh, I wasn't on set. I was uh, green screened into the movie. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely walked away um, <laughs> uh, missing the cast in a different way. <laughs> um, like literally missing the cast. Yeah, I, uh, I completely missed the whole ride. <laughs> the whole but thing. I felt like I did bond with Zach um, and to just echo what Anna, Anna said um, he was a really remarkable human being and uh, and it's pretty um, I mean yeah from writing and producing and directing and he's the cinematographer and cameraman and just never loses his cool just a solid solid man and of course he was on the show yesterday talking to us all about it also spoke to um Anna Del Reguera, who's in the movie, she plays Maria Cruz, um, who is Scott, the main character's friend, um, and she's the mechanic that kind of gets them along through Vegas as they try and traverse the zombies to steal money from a casino, $200 million to be exact, before Vegas is nuked and all the zombies are destroyed for good reason. But here's what she had to say about being on set with zombies all the time and whether that was something you actually get used to. It was a, an absolute ride all throughout. Um, <laughs> I mean, getting on set and, you know, just seeing zombies every day, does that ever get normal, Nora? Is that is that just something that just every day you pinch yourself? Oh, uh, getting on set and seeing zombies? It, it's, it, no, it, it, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I, I mean, you, you kind of get used to them at some point. You see them in the trailer in the morning and they're doing their makeup and you talk to them and they're doing their makeup for like six hours so patient and and then you start having proper chat and then you have cocktails with them uh at nights and and so it's just uh yeah it becomes a normal thing now let's throw our minds back to last week 21 pilots were on the show to talk all about scale and icy it's their brand new album which came out this week 
And boy, did we need them back. And it's positive 21 Pilots. You might think of their music and think of how anxiety-driven it has been in the past. Well, they obviously felt like they had to regroup and write an album that reflected the times and probably what people needed right now, which is a much more upbeat, pop-driven record with still a lot to think about. I got to chat to Josh on Zoom all about it. Take a listen. I think I there have been a few times in life where there's been maybe... Um, like I I feel like collectively everybody feels the same like in the state that I'm in or the country but this might be the first time in in my life that it it feels like the whole world um has kind of you know is is really going through the, the same thing together a really tough thing and um and it just feels it feels pretty dismal and um, understanding that we, we, we don't really know when, when, you know, there is, when that will go back to normal, uh, but believing, you know, having hope and believing that it will, I think has been the, you know, the key for all of us. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, uh, understanding that I think that definitely has played a part in, in sort of the sound of this album, um, in realizing that, uh, well, this this world we're all kind of feeling pretty you know pretty dark and dismal as it is so maybe releasing an album that that feels that way too uh isn't really going to help anything um even if we're feeling that way um so yeah i mean i think it's always it's always i think been pretty good and important to sort of counteract um darkness with with a little bit of light yeah, and, and definitely with Shy Away, it, it kind of leans, I guess, maybe on the popular and, and more um, positive side of 21 Pilots, just sonically um, in that way. And, and the pandemic obviously impacted you in a way that you guys were on two separate sides of, you know, of America. So for you, because I know that you recorded a lot of stuff yourself for the first time and, and engineered yourself for the first time. What was that experience like? And it was something that you actually relished once you got into it. Yeah, well... Yeah, I mean, I guess that I guess at first I kind of just felt like, I mean, what's the harm in trying? It's not. I mean, there's there's no. I mean, it just it might waste a little bit of time if it doesn't turn out, (laughs) (laughs) which is also not ideal. But um, but um, we'll see. And uh, I mean, it's been something I've been kind of just messing around with for fun for a long time. Is just you know, I I I love the drums, and uh, sometimes I'll I'll sit there and. Uh, come up with something that I really like and I'll try and use, you know, hit record on my phone. Uh, it just sounds so bad. It's it's hard not to notice that whenever anything comes out, be it even, you know, if you put out a, a one letter tweet or anything, it's going to be dissected till the end of the earth and they will figure out every single anagram you might be trying to create out of anything. And when it comes down to the, the title, Scaled and Icy, what does it mean? And is it there for, for people to, to, I guess take with a some level of their own interpretation yeah um scaled and icy i think um i mean like i said you you know you can't help but um have some creative choices be dictated by the state of the world and so um the scaled and icy in its entirety the 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 long kind of form of the of the uh, title is scaled back and isolated Mm -hmm. um which, you know, even now, um, 
I, I probably, you know, if, if this weren't for this pandemic, I probably wouldn't be doing an interview in your living room. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but I am now. <laughs> um, but, you know, but also we're, we're just, we're in these rooms by ourselves. Um, and that's how, you know, that, that was also, I mean, to your point before, kind of the, the creation of this album with Tyler and I was very much that too. Um, we had way less people around us and, you know, we weren't in a studio with a bunch of people and uh, producers and engineers. And so the whole thing felt, you know, very much like that. Um, and, you know, and then I think paired with, uh, you know, the, the visual of the image of a, of a dragon, um, which I think sort of, you know, which, which represents kind of this idea of art is really just kind of bringing imagination to life. And, um, uh, you know, I think you, I, I've always listened to albums, um, ones that have inspired me or, uh, you know, played a big part in um, me becoming who I am as a musician and just thought, man, at one time this album didn't exist. Um, and some, you know, somebody, uh, or a group of people kind of just came up with this thing and now it exists. And now it's, it's, you know, in some ways it's changed the world. And that's crazy to think about. It's really cool. And, um, but it is just taking your imagination and bringing it to life. And, um, there's something really cool about that. So this, this dragon, um, I think specifically for Tyler was kind of, uh, you know, began as a toy, a toy dragon. Uh, that kind of, you know, if you can imagine that thing coming to life and flying around um, in the room that you're in, then you can you can bring a song to life. And so that's kind of, you know, a, an inspiring way to look at that, a, a cool perspective. And I think in, in that way of what you said, you know, music definitely, you know, it can become something, but it's because it meets a moment. And and, and that's what I think a lot of this does and, and, and things you have done before in the past. Um, the intimacy of, of the last year, I think, as well. And like you said, the isolation, I think, has actually created some music for us that we never would have gotten before. And I, I think placed artists in situations that they probably haven't been in since they were teenagers. DIY, doing themselves, getting it done, figuring things out in ways that, you know, they wouldn't necessarily have to. Uh, and that's all well and good, but oh my God, like I need to go to a 21 pilot show. I want to be punched in the face, <laughs> you know, yeah. I've seen you guys live like four times, burning cars on stage, absolutely like across three countries, um, fortunate to travel with the label and stuff. And it's always just been one hell of a show. Well, thanks for saying all that. I, uh, man, I miss, <laughs> I, miss, I miss the show too, I think more than anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the idea of a of a live stream concert's been around for a little while. Um, but for but for Tyler and I, it, we always kind of push the idea aside. And really, the simple simple reason being, um, we couldn't involve really the most important band member, which is the people who come to a show. Um, that's how we've always looked at it. You know, it's it's. Um, from the beginning, we've we've really tried to in, involve the people the people there, and then quickly realize that people want to be involved, and um, and that's remained true um, throughout the, the course of our career, um, and so it's just become such a, a pivotal part of our show. Looking forward to getting punched in the face at another gig. So thank you very much. I'll get punched <laughs> in the face too, dude. Thank you, man. <laughs> Stephen Burns on Two FM.